0: So this afternoon, I want to talk to you about waiting on God, waiting on God. Everybody say that with me, waiting on God. How many have had to wait on God before, right? Right away, you think of a time or a place. How many like waiting? waiting. (laughs) Yeah, some of us are still waiting. How many enjoy waiting? I don't think any of us. In fact, if you raise your hand, I want to talk to you after service. I want to talk to you what the secret is, but... Even how many remember when you took your kids on rides when they're little small maybe still to this day are we almost there yet are we almost there why is that cuz kids can't wait it's our natural natural inclination to to want to speed things up we want things done yesterday I used to say we belong to the microwave generation. We just want to put it on 60 seconds and press go and everything should be ready. My, my marriage, my, the, the man for my future, the woman for my future, my kids, uh, my church, my car, my home. Everything should be done in a minute. Wouldn't it be nice if that was life? But that's not life. That's a fairy tale in a make-believe world. That's not real life. What real life is all about is waiting on God, waiting on God, processing things, uh, God giving you wisdom to make right choices, wise choices for your life. Amen? Amen. Now, um, one of the things that we're waiting for in the church world is this thing called the rapture. What that means is the return of of, of God for his people. How many know the rapture is the next event in the prophetic calendar? Um... The Bible says that, that the rapture will happen. The Lord will come for His people and we'll all meet Him in the air, the Bible says in, in First 1 Thessalonians, First Thessalonians. Excuse me. Tongue twister there. But every couple of years, seemingly, there's somebody that comes up with a date that says, I know when the Lord is coming. Have you ever heard of these people? They pick a date. And how many know that the minute they set the date, they're wrong? Because the Bible says... No man knows the hour or the date. No man. So whenever somebody says, I know the date, uh, Sister Ivy, I have the date. And it's September 23rd and 2017, actually, that was a date somebody had set. uh, September 23rd, 2017. And people, many people were getting excited about the Lord's return. Many misinformed people. They thought that, because these stars were lining up for the first time in a certain way that Jesus was going to come back for his church. Well, I would just sit back and think this is another one of the nuts that, you know, and there's been a long line of these people. Even, even David Koresh and other people, Jim Jones and other people that were way out there said things like this, foolish things. And the Lord will come. But in the meantime, he wants us waiting for him, for his return. But did you know that there's certain things that we wanna, he wants us to be doing while we're waiting? And before I get there, I want to mention that... Uh, or let's, let's actually read the verse that I have. So if you'll just stand with me. I just want to read one verse as we read this verse. Um, found in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31. And this is out of the King James Version. And it says this, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. How many love that verse? I love that verse. Um, Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. Now we pray your blessings upon it. Father, that you would give us a word today. Speak to the listener Those here, those later online that listen to this message, may you speak directly to their heart. And Father, as we do that, we pray for your anointing. Pray for anointing that I would declare your word as you would have me do it today. And we pray that in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Let me ask you a question. Are you willing to wait for God? Are you willing to wait for God? That's a serious question we all have to ask ourselves at some point, maybe you're asking yourself that right now. Maybe you're in a trial right now that you're waiting on God, and uh, that will happen. I promise you, it will occur with you. In fact, most of us hate to wait. Most of us hate to wait. How many remember the story of Joseph the Dreamer? Joseph was was uh, basically thrown in a pit, but the story goes that he ended up from the pit. Ended up in the palace. And in that process, he was almost killed. He was traded. He was captured by slave traders. Traded. Put in prison. uh, And ended up in the pharaoh's household. Being in charge of his land. uh, In charge of everything the pharaoh had. I mean, this man was used greatly. But how many know that there were periods of time where he had to wait? He had to wait in the pit, when he was thrown in there by his brothers, not knowing what was going to happen to him, even though he had been given a dream, even though he had been given a vision by God, a future, a promise, he had to wait it out. That's the tough part. The easy part is believing that God has the plan for you, because God does have a plan for you. The tough part is living it out, day by day. He went into the pit, then he gets thrown into prison, and he's serving in prison for a few years in there. And did absolutely nothing wrong to deserve that. Yet he had to endure that time. And the scripture goes on to say in Genesis chapter 50. That you meant it for evil against me. But God meant it for good. God can take your situation that you're in right now. That seems like there's no way out of it. That seems like it's, it's an evil ploy from the pit of hell. And turn that around for your good. Did you know that? Do you believe that? Amen? Do you believe that? So again, my question to you is, are you willing to wait for God? You know, oftentimes when we read that story, when we read that, we think that uh, because we can see the story from beginning to end, we think that Joseph also had like inside knowledge that he was aware of what was going to happen. So, you know, he just rolled with the punches and he ended up being in the No, no, no. He had to endure every single day. And and there were probably days where he was wondering, Lord, is this it? Is this where I'm going to spend the rest of my days in this jail or in the pit where they threw him? He he may have thought he was going to be left there forever. Lord, am I going to rot in this prison with, with these people all around me, demeaning me, making fun of me every day? Is this it? There were maybe times even he asked himself that same question. But make no mistake, God, Holy Spirit, was leading him and guiding him. Just like he leads each of us today. Amen? You know, waiting is the hardest thing to do. It starts as we're young, as kids... And it gets, it just seemingly it gets worse as we get older. I've told you here, I do not like going to Walmart because I don't like the lines. I don't like to have to wait in line for 20 minutes. It's the same way at Safeway here in American King. It's the same way in Safeway in Vallejo. I think it's the same way in any Safeway, right? You, you get your stuff and I don't mind waiting for five minutes, but 25 minutes, give me a break. I've got better things to do. So I send my daughters. But anyways, waiting is a hard thing to do. Amen? It takes patience to wait. Most of us here are probably waiting for something at this very moment. Some of you may be waiting for a check at home to come in the mail. In fact, some of you may be waiting to get accepted to college. Some of you may be waiting to see if the bank will give you a loan. Maybe waiting for the right time to start a family. Maybe waiting for your loved ones to come to Christ. Maybe waiting for the right man or the right woman. Let me just throw this in there right now. This is for you single people. The right man, if you're a woman, you already found him. Is Jesus Christ. You're married to him. Okay? Remember, you're married to him. You're married to him. I would offer you this advice. This is just for free. It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. First, pursue Him, be married to Him, and then He'll hook you up. Okay? God will hook you up. But first, this is your relationship right now. You are married to Him. Women, you are married to Him. Men, even you men. But I don't think I'm talking to any single men here. So, the same thing. That was for free. Uh, You may be waiting here to buy a house. Or maybe waiting for someone to buy you a house. Uh, You may be waiting here for your prayers to be answered. Or you could be waiting in line at the DMV. That's another place that is not good to wait in. Now, here's another thing that we do. How many here like football? Any football fans in here? Probably not too many. There's a couple in here. But um, I like football. But did you know that the average telecast, football telecast, is three hours long? You probably know that because you've seen the guys that sit in their couch, in their recliner, watching a football game for three hours and you're going, how can you spend your time watching, you know, TV for three hours? Well, did you realize this? The, that the game itself is 60 minutes. There's a clock for 60 minutes. But the average telecast lasts three hours. How is that possible, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. It It's broken down this way. 60 minutes for commercials. All the Big advertisers got to throw in their commercials. 75 minutes when the players are just standing around. Another 17 minutes for replays, because we can never get enough replay of the play we just watched, because we got to see it from every different angle. And then actual 11 minutes of football. In the three hours, let me repeat that again, there's actually 11 minutes, this is on average, of football played. So your man is sitting there on the couch just to watch 11 minutes of football, okay? Think about that next time. And I'm gonna think about that next time i watch a football. Because they show you more replays than you do of live action. So my point is here that most of the time is spent waiting for the next play. There's a timeout, there's a penalty. You're waiting and waiting. It's kind of like a, 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 an example of life, an analogy of life. It's it's kind of like a parable of life. The action is small, but the waiting is large. Think about that in your life. The action is small, but the waiting is large. You can wait sometimes, not just for months. God may have you wait for years for something. God may have you wait. And He's asking you today, are you willing to wait? And, And to do that, you have to trust. You have to trust Him. Amen? Amen? Well, I want to talk to you real quickly about three quick points today. And one of the, the first point, we'll just put that up there, is be faithful. Do we have that? Be faithful. Everyone say, be faithful. Be faithful. Sounds so simple, doesn't it? I, I asked again, and this is not a marriage seminar or sermon, but I asked my parents the other day, They celebrated 61 years of marriage, and I I mentioned that last week. 61 years of marriage, who does that? But they did. So I asked them, how did you get there? What's the one thing? And my mom, the first thing she said was, well, your dad was always faithful. He was very faithful to me and faithful in his life, the things he did. And I thought, that is amazing, that's awesome. How many know that's a great answer right there, being faithful? Well... Obviously, it should start there and it should remain that way, but it doesn't always work that way. But faithfulness is what we want from our spouses. How much more does your God want that from you? Of course, He wants that. He wants faithfulness from you in the small things, not just the large things, in the small things. In fact, let me listen to this the secret of your future is found in your daily routine. The things that you do right now, the things that you invest in, the things that you think are inconsequential add up over the years. And one of the examples I give you that is, and I've mentioned it many times here, every single day, Anna and I, before we leave the house, we embrace and we pray together every single day. Little thing, well, it's not a, but Pastor Rick, that's not like a half an hour prayer or anything, right? No, it's only a couple of minutes. But those two minutes every day over the last 25 years, guess what? They've added up to quite a bit of prayer over the years. It's little things like that. Little things that add up so that we just celebrated 25 years of marriage. And thank you so much, church, for the amazing gift you gave us. Thank you so much. We are humbled and honored by that gift that we were presented last week here. Thank you so much. But it's the little things that you're sowing into your future that you're doing right now that will help you when you have to wait on God, when you have to look towards Him. Amen? The scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10, it says the following. It says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Everybody say, do it with all your might. You know what that means? Let me tell you what that means. It means this, it means that when, for example, when I was a kid, my parents, my dad especially, he taught us, if you're going to do something, do it right the first time. Anybody ever been taught that by your parents? You do it right, you do it with excellence. You do it right the first time. What happens when you cut corners? Things fall apart. When you cut corners because you want to save time, you want to save money, things will fall apart, I promise you. I like to say it this way, when you cut corners... You have an incomplete picture. You have an incomplete picture. So, when you're going to do something, do it with excellence. If you're going to, if you're going to love your wife, your spouse, your husband, do it with excellence. If you're going to be a father or mother, do it with excellence. If you're going to be an uncle and aunt, do it with excellence. Do it with excellence. We get one shot at this. There is no coming back and doing it over. We get one shot at it. Do it with excellence. If you're going to go out and date, do it with excellence. If you're going to go out and, and buy, a, buy another car, buy a, get a new job, do it with excellence. Amen? Whatever it is, do it with excellence. The reason why is you and I are children of the king. As the song was saying here earlier, I'm a child of the Lord. I'm a child of the king. I'll never forget Brother Rudy in Safeway when I was just a believer, brand new believer. I'm walking down the aisle. This is before I knew not to wait in line a safe way. And I, and I turn down the aisle and I see him at the far end. And he goes, Brother Rick Mendez, child of the king. And I'm looking, nobody had ever called me that, child of the king. I'm looking like, is there another Rick Mendez? And I'm a brand new believer. Nobody's ever called me that in my life. I'm a child of the king. Amen. You are children of the king. You are royalty. God has picked you out. And designated you as his son, as his daughter. You are to walk with excellence. When, when you're a child of the king, you don't do things halfway. You do them with excellence. Amen? amen. I, I, I want to hear an amen. amen. Amen, amen. So here's the question for you this afternoon. Will we be faithful and wait on God even when everything around us is falling apart? When it doesn't make sense. Will we be faithful and wait on God? Because see, that's the challenge that Joseph had. Joseph had that challenge in the pit. Nothing made sense. He's going, Lord, but you gave me a dream that that my brothers were going to bow down to me, and and I'm in the pit, and they're going to somebody's going to kill me. The wolves are going to eat me. How is that? I mean, can you imagine what was going on in his mind? Just like us, at times there can be situations where seemingly they're out of control. But God is asking you, are you going to wait? Are you going to wait on Him to come to your rescue? Amen? Point number two is be ready. Say that with me. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. How many remember the old game hide and seek? Who here has never played hide and seek? Raise your hand. Just Everybody's played hide and seek, right? But nobody does that anymore. You know why? Because they're too busy on this They're too busy on their little electronic devices. But back when I was a kid, just a a couple of years ago, we would always play hide-and-seek, right? How many like me played hide-and-seek? And everybody goes and finds a hiding place. And this was great. Growing up in Rutherford, because we had country out there. There were no walls, no fences. We ended up in my grandma's property, which was right next door, or in the neighbor's property over there. There's trees, there's shrubs, there's vineyards. There were a lot of good hiding places. And then finally someone would count to 100 and say, ready or not, here I come. And they go for you, look for you. God is saying the same thing today. Ready or not... I'm coming soon. Ready or not, I'm coming soon. And the question is today, are you ready? Have you been waiting and are you ready? And, and, and the, the prayer is today in, in Colossians, this is the scripture, listen to the scripture. Colossians chapter four and verse two says, devote yourselves to prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Keeping alert in it. Keeping alert. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. We have to be ready. Sometimes we might find ourselves in a place where say, Pastor Rick, you don't understand. Um, You know, I'm not ready because, well, once I get that better job and I start making better money, then I'll be in the right place where I can really fulfill the will of God for my life. Or Pastor Rick. I, I, you know, I, it's not like I'm married to a wonderful wife like you and, you know, a wonderful spouse and, you know, I just can't do that because I'm not complete. No. God's planted each of us individually. Amen? And he's, he's told you, you're ready where you're at. See, He plants every one of you where you're at. Young, old, it doesn't matter. Where you're planted is where He wants you to grow until He tells you otherwise. Amen? The Lord wants each of us to serve Him exactly where you're at. Are you ready today? Are you ready to serve Him with excellence? Are you ready to serve Him with all of your being? Are you ready when you worship Him to worship Him with all of your being? Are you ready tomorrow when you go to work to serve Him and serve your employer, employer with all of your being? Did you know that at your employer tomorrow, you should be the best employee there? You should be. You're royalty. You are God's child. And they should know that there goes somebody that walks with excellence, walks with integrity, doesn't take shortcuts. That should be your reputation at the workplace. Amen. Number three. Number three. Say this with me. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Now some of us don't have to uh, pray for that. Some of you are already bold, okay? Some of you can be bold and you don't need encouraging or encouragement. Some of you can be bold. The, the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 12 says this Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech. Did you catch that? They use great boldness. Is that you today? Are you using great boldness when you, when you speak to that coworker? Are you using words of wisdom when you speak to them, to your family? Are you speaking to them with great boldness? See, the Bible says we use great boldness in our speech. So again, the question today is, are you faithful? Are you ready? Are you bold? That's what God wants us to be doing as we're waiting for his return. He expects that out of each of us. Amen. Someone once said the following. You don't get to choose how you're going to die or when. You only get to choose how you live. Amen. Yeah. And that's a simple truth right there. None of us get to choose for the most part how we live or how we die. But you, um, or when you're going to die. But you only get to choose how you're going to live. And so, for that reason, as we see the return of the Lord drawing closer, every day we're one day closer to his return. One day he will return to take his church. We must be bold in our speech and in our actions. Let them know. I, I love it when I, I get texts or phone calls from some of you, and they're saying this, this is taking place at work, and you know, I'm I'm speaking to them about this, and I'm going right on, that's great. Amen. Step out in faith. Be bold. Be a witness. Be a light. And and that's what God expects of you. And I'm praying for you. I'm encouraging all of you. I, I pray for you that God would shine His light through you at the workplace, in your homes. Amen? Yes. So, the direction for us today is go and do it now. Go and do it now. There's no, there's no need to wait for anything. Go and do it now. The Lord is saying that if there's anything else you want to do for me and my kingdom? Go and do it now. Don't wait. There's no reason for you to wait for anything else. He's planted you right where you're at. Go do it now, right where you're at. Amen. Yes. Amen. There's another, another um, saying that goes like this: Get busy living, or get busy dying. Get busy living, huh? How many want to enjoy life? Yeah. Get busy living. See, God God didn't create this life to be miserable for you. He he gave you a life to to challenge you, but also to trust in Him and to receive blessings from Him. So if if you're in a place right now where that's not happening, wait on Him. Keep faithful to Him. Be ready with Him. And be bold with Him. And He will bless your life. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Be faithful. Be ready. Be bold. Let me ask you another question. What do you do what do you do while you wait? While well, you you stay faithful. Stay faithful. It sounds so simple, but every day the little things you do add up over time. Be faithful, be ready, be bold. God never hurries. How many know that? How many know that God has his own timetable? God has his own timetable. There's I could share something about every one of you here today about how Certain things didn't happen in your life until such and such time. Such and such time. God has a divine plan for each of you. He has a divine date for some things in your life that you're praying for. And nothing you do is going to move that day closer. Nothing you do. He alone has a divine date for those things that you're praying for. Amen? Amen. Amen. Sometimes we want to hurry him up. We want to say, Lord... Um, What's the problem here? Um, I've been praying for this for six months now. For two years. For three years. Well, God has His plan. God has His timetable. And sometimes He wants you to wait because you're not mature enough for that blessing yet. He knows. I don't, but He knows. Amen? God never hurries. The scripture says He's from everlasting to everlasting It also says, with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So God's got all the time in the world. He's got all the time in the world, but you might be here saying, but Pastor Ray, I don't. I don't have all the time in the world. He knows exactly what's best for each of you. Amen. He knows the beginning from the end, and he knows what's best for each of you. There was a gentleman a church theologian by the name of A. W. Tozer, one of my favorite authors, who said it this way, God never hurries, there are no deadlines against which he must work. Ooh, and that's so different than how we live our life. We have deadlines, we have to hurry, we have emails to answer, bills to pay, people to see. We're always in a hurry. We're honking at each other on Highway 29 because somebody's in our way. People are cutting us off on the way to work because we're in a hurry. But God never hurries. There are no deadlines against which He must work. See, God's bigger than the clock. Yes. He's bigger than the clock. Mm-hmm. You've got to put the clock outside, the time outside when you're praying and say, Lord, in your will, in your timing, let your will be done. When you let go of your will and say, Lord, let not my will, but your will be done. That's when he begins to step in. Amen? Amen. So, again, we wait on the Lord because of what it says in Isaiah 40, 31 as I get ready to close. Isaiah 40, 31. They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk. And not faint. And the song goes, teach me Lord, teach me to wait. How many have heard that in a song? I love it. Um, But again, it's a reminder that the Lord is telling us, those who wait, are you waiting for the Lord? Because He's going to renew your strength. He's going to give you the strength to go on. He's going to give you the strength to endure. When you think you have no more strength. When you think you can't endure. He will be your strength. Amen? Amen? Our Redeemer is on His way. He's coming. Whether you're ready or not. He's coming. He's just not working on your schedule. Or mine. And let me ask you one final time. Are you willing to wait upon God? Are you waiting on God? Are you going to continue to be faithful, ready, and bold? That's the way to live for Christ. That's the way He wants you to live right now. Amen? Amen. Stand with me as we close this afternoon. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this time in your Word. Lord, as we come before you, Father, there's, there's so much that goes on in our daily lives, some here are going through things they never thought they'd be going through. Some, things, or some people here are possibly going through things that are just taking in their minds forever and never, the answer to prayer that is. And Lord, you're really reminding us this afternoon that you want us to wait on you. It's not about waiting for this or that to happen, but what you're saying is, You want us to wait on You. So Lord, I take my eyes off of the need. I take my eyes off of the need around me. Lord, I look to You. I wait on You. And Lord, You know what's perfect and best for me. You know what's perfect and best for my scenario. And I wait on You now. Give me wisdom to make wise choices for my life. Wise decisions. And Lord, as You help me to wait. You will be my strength. You will give me strength in that process, Lord. Lord, you will renew my strength. I will mount up with wings like eagles. I'll run and not be weary anymore. Because I'm so tired of being weary, Lord. Tired of waiting, tired of waiting. So I choose you now. I look to you. I wait on you, God. I'm tired of waiting on my own. I look to you, Father. I look to you. I trust in you this afternoon. And I will not faint because I put all my trust in you. If that's you today with our heads bowed, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. If that's you, you're waiting. You're waiting on God for God to answer something in your life. Thank you. I see your hands. Thank you. Lord, you see these hands of people that love you, Lord, these people sincerely, devoutly love You. They are Your children. And Father God, I pray right now that You would meet them in their circumstance, in their trial, in their prayer. Lord, that their eyes would now be directed off of that situation and onto You. And Lord, that You would renew their strength as they now wait on You. Not on a situation but on you, Lord. Give them strength right now, Father. Remind them that you, Lord, are in control and that you want the very best for them. And God, I pray that right now, bring them peace, bring them comfort as well, and be their strength as they wait on you. And Father, we rejoice in that today and we thank you in Jesus' name.